I dreamed of traveling the long road, singing my songs to that distant stranger. Yes, I know it's sad for you, but it's something I got to do. And I will be coming home, back to the mountains, back to being free from all there is to be. Coming home to live and the life I once knew. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. Chapter 7 of Jeremiah, in the previous recording, we read through the first 12 verses of Jeremiah and finished off with the Lord saying that his house had been turned into a den of robbers, similar to how Christ said that when he saw merchants basically taking over, doing business in the temple in Jerusalem merchants were basically stopping the people from feeling like they could access their father. Pretty messed up, right? Jesus didn't get angry about much like to that extent, but he got angry about that. Rightfully so. We are against a time cap tonight. It is getting late, so we're just going to step right into it, okay? Okay. Verse 12. Go now to the place in Shiloh where I first made a dwelling for my name, and see what I did to it because of the wickedness of my people, Israel. While you were doing all these things, declares the Lord, I spoke to you again and again, but you did not listen. I called you, but you did not answer. Therefore, what I did to Shiloh, I will now do to the house that bears my name, the temple you trust in, the place I gave to you and your forefathers. I will thrust you from my presence, just as I did all your brothers, the people of Ephraim. Because Ephraim would have been um, used to describe the people of the northern kingdom, and the northern kingdom was already in exile at this point. Just the southern kingdom was not. Does that make sense? Of Israel? That's right. The southern kingdom, do you remember what they called the southern kingdom? Judah. Correct. That's right. Because Judah had more... uh... I'm just going to use the word holy kings. Yeah, that's right. More righteous kings. Good kings. That's a better word. Verse 16. So do not pray for this people, nor offer any plea or petition for them. Do not plead with me, for I will not listen to you. Do you not see what they are doing in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood, the fathers light the fire, and the women knead the dough and make cakes of bread for the queen of heaven. They pour out drink offerings to other gods to provoke me to anger. But am I the one they are provoking, declares the Lord? Are they not harming themselves to their own shame? Let's plead. Ask. Beg. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. My anger and my wrath will be poured out on this place, on man and beast, on the trees of the field and on the fruit of the ground, and it will burn and not be quenched. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Go ahead, 
Add your burnt offerings to your other sacrifices and eat the meat yourselves. For when I brought your forefathers out of Egypt and spoke to them, I did not just give them commands about burnt offerings and sacrifices, but I gave them this command, Obey me, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. Walk in all the ways I command you, that it may go well with you. But they did not listen or pay attention. Instead, they followed the stubborn inclination of their evil hearts. They went backward and not forward. From the time your forefathers left Egypt until now, day after day, again and again, I sent you my servants, the prophets. But they did not listen to me or pay attention. They were stiff-necked, and they did more evil than their forefathers. When you tell them all this, they will not listen to you. When you call to them, they will not answer. Therefore say to them, this is the Lord speaking to Jeremiah, This is the nation that has not obeyed the Lord, its God, or responded to correction. Truth has perished, it has vanished from their lips. Cut off your hair and throw it away. Take up a lament on the barren heights, for the Lord has rejected and abandoned this generation that is under his wrath. He's not happy and it makes sense. Here's what I want to challenge us with tonight. I have lived my whole life with this belief that's been taught to me since I was a little kid that God is for the United States of America. I've always believed that. I just always have. When I read the word of God, I have a hard time reconciling that thing that I was taught when I was a kid. And I look at exactly what the Lord said to Jeremiah about how it makes him feel when nations continually bat him away and do not turn their heart to him and are stiff-necked and serve other gods and provoke him to anger and basically stomp underfoot the work that Jesus Christ has done. And I think, why do I feel that we have any reason to believe that we're going to be a nation that's any more blessed than any other nation. Our leadership doesn't support the things of God. We don't promote the things of God. Our higher powers don't yield to what the Lord might say about a given situation. We don't teach things that are scriptural. In fact, a lot of the things that we push at a high level in this country are against the principles of what God would say is right and is wrong. And most of all, and maybe most of all, because everybody's going to assume I'm talking about, you know, issues of lifestyles or issues of alcohol abuse or, or things like that. But most of all, probably just love, just love for him and love for your neighbor is probably the one we strike out on the most. And so it's just hard for me to reconcile that we would be a favored nation among any other when I read what the people of Judah were doing. And it's like I feel like I'm reading a section out of the newspaper in our own land. We could be discouraged by this. I don't think the Lord would call us to be discouraged by this. I think instead he would call us to act. He would call us to become that light. He says, you know what? The whole world may look at me and they may laugh at me and they may reject me and they may cancel me. But they cannot cancel my father. So I'm going to speak his word. I'm going to stand up for the things he believes in. And I'm going to teach this nation what, like Jeremiah was trying to do, that these are the ways of the Lord. This is what he says. That means it's final. I don't need to argue about it. I don't need to defend my point. The Lord said it. 
So to me, it's final. And just like the Lord would say to Jeremiah, some of them aren't going to listen. Some of them aren't even going to pay you a second thought. But we will not find validation by how much acceptance we get in this world. We will find validation because God created us. He loves us. He died for us. And we can rest on his finished work and his promises. That's our validation. In this household, we'll serve God. And we'll grow up one another and we'll accept each other and we'll love each other. And we'll strengthen each other. When we leave these walls and we go outside the world, which is not serving God. I would say we'll go out into this country, which I do not feel like right now. The United States is not serving God. If they reject us for it, that's fine. We're not going to find our validation in them. Right? We'll love. And for those who have ears, they will hear it. That goes way beyond the United States. This could be any country. Be an advocate for the Lord where you're at and for the people around you in your communities and in your countries to follow the good way, Jesus. To go that way and as we learned the other night, find rest for your souls. Good? Mm-hmm. Alright. Maybe tomorrow night I'll involve everybody else in the recording. Well, I love you kids. I love you too. You guys are good kids.